Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. Today, of course, it's Mercer. I am here with Jeff Sauer, and we're talking about social media marketing and specifically how small businesses can sort of improve those social media strategies. This for me is a, a topic near and dear to my heart because I don't think we're at all good at it. Um, and we have lots of room for improvement. So, but first, let's sort of define that. So Jeff, when you think about social media strategies, what does that sort of bring up for you? How do you define that? Yeah. So I think that especially for I mean, it depends on the type of business, of course, if it's a small business versus a big business and so on. But to me, a social media strategy is is picking some kind of channel that you want to post to that you think is going to be where your customers hang out and then getting in front of them with the messages that they want to see and or the the medium that they want to see. Right. So adjusting to the platform. So if you're if your audience is on Instagram, you need to do Instagrammy things to reach them and you need to do it pretty consistently in order to build an audience. If your target audience is on LinkedIn, then you need to do LinkedIn things and do it consistently in order to build an audience. So to me, the strategy is ultimately pick a channel and then do the things for that channel and and do it consistently. And that'll be the way to end up starting to build an audience and to start to get the results you're looking for. How about you? Is that is that similar? Do you look at it that way? Or do you look at it differently? Yeah, generally speaking, I think that's that's true. Um, I know there's always the shiny object syndrome. It's like, oh, the new thing that everyone's got to race off to and, and everybody sort of chases that. Um, for us, we do use YouTube. Obviously, we've got a, a, a medium when we do a lot of trainings that just sort of makes sense for YouTube. Um, so we do a lot of that. Um, I don't do much on the other stuff like Facebook and everything else. I sort of just go on the YouTube train. Like I like that as a platform. Um, I don't mind experiencing that as as a kind of from a social media platform, whereas the other ones I just don't like as much. LinkedIn's probably a second one for us, but I don't really, honestly, I just don't use it all that much because I, I haven't made it a priority. I think that is a mistake. It's just that, but I haven't made it a priority. Um, but I But I think it is important to sort of focus on one thing and become really good at that one thing because every social media platform has a uniquely different strategy. I think that has to be applied to it. Um, so we mostly are with YouTube. Do you have a particular preference on what you are kind of focused on? We do some stuff on Facebook, but not much. I mean, it's all paid media, not quite social media, if that makes sense. And actually that may be a good definitional change is we're not talking about paid ads here, or are we? Or are you talking about the organic, like the stuff that you're doing out there that's unpaid, interacting with the social media platform. Yeah. I mean, I think it can cover both, right? So I, I'm talking, I was, I, I was taking this in the organic social direction for sure. Um, and honestly, like it's different depending on the business. So for data driven YouTube and, and, um, and LinkedIn are the ones that we've gotten the most traction on maybe a little Twitter in there too. And it's because that's where our target audience hangs out. People who want to learn data driven marketing, who want to learn analytics, they're either on LinkedIn or Twitter, and they're watching YouTube videos on how to do the things, how to do the tactical stuff. And so that for that business, it makes sense to be there. And they don't necessarily, you know, they may or may not respond to ads. They may not may or may not respond to certain things, but they will. That is where they're learning. Right. So you go where the audience is for profit pillars. I actually I'm, I'm getting out of my comfort zone and realizing that I think that 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 can do better 
outside of those channels. I think you can do really well on LinkedIn, YouTube, but more YouTube shorts, more Instagram, more TikTok, more of these like these new short format videos that get your audio and video in front of people. And so um, I think it really depends on the business. Generally speaking, if there's somebody that you admire who's killing it in your industry, you should probably, if you were choosing a channel from scratch, it'd probably be choosing the channel they're most prominent on and that you like the most and then and then recreating that, right? So if you were to only choose one channel, sort of find somebody who's successful and see what their success is and then start to, and then go in on that channel most likely, as opposed to choosing something where you've never seen anybody having any success whatsoever. And when, when we're saying that, you're, you're talking specifically from a strategy perspective for somebody in the market or related market that's doing that or just like, cause you can find anybody successful on TikTok doing weird dances. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean that I can do weird dances. And then all of a sudden go yeah. viral for measurement marketing to IO or whatever brand we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the, if somebody's doing dances on uh, like they miss Excel, she's on TikTok, she does dances and it's about Excel formulas and she's doing really well. So if you have a similar product that could compete with that and you wanted to do a dance to show like, here's how you do Google Analytics formulas or reports, you might be successful, right? You could do that. I mean, you have to think about your chances of success though. Are you, do you think you're going to be hundred percent successful or is there a little bit of a chance like what's going on there? So it's sort of, re, you know, reverse engineering somebody's success. Um, I, for, for YouTube, I reversed engineered Julian's success and I was like, okay, here's how he's doing well. He's, he's a true YouTuber. He's mm -hmm. got a lot more focus. He's, picks his topics better. He's consistent. He has multiple voices. Like, so you look at people and you say, okay, well, measure school is doing this. Could I be measure school or not? I actually decided right. I can't be measure school on YouTube and I don't want to be because it's just not my, it doesn't fit me. So it's, it's sort of like that. Like you'd look at somebody who could be a direct competitor or somebody who's complimentary, who's, who is a plausible, um, connected person to you. And you say, okay, is that something that I could do? And would I want to do that? Would I see myself doing that in the long haul? And then also, do I want the result that that person has? Is the result there for you? So a lot of me is it's 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 more research before choosing a channel than just choosing a channel and going all in on it. Do you do you do research at any like do you do anecdotal research? Do you do actual research or do you just sort of like say, hey, this is what I want to go in on? Who needs to do research? Come on, man! You just make your best guess and take a ton of action and hustle, hustle, hustle. Um, no, to your to your point, like you know, Julian over at Measure School and his channel is amazing, right? Like he just took off. I wish I had done what he did ten years ago because yeah. I was we essentially sort of started around the same time. He went way down the YouTube rabbit hole, worked out pretty well for him. I went way down other rabbit holes in terms of not really kind. Well, okay, we'll talk about maybe social media more. It's tribal marketing, right? We we did stuff with other brands and co-produced content. And that's how we got a list. Um, and, it, and both have worked out, right? Our, our, both the companies are doing pretty well. We just did it slightly different ways. But to your point around YouTube, so we looked at that and we tried to reverse engineer what he was doing too. At a certain point, it's like, you're, you're just not going to catch him. He's got 10 years ahead of you. That algorithm is going to, you know, he's got the authority and everything else and it's tougher. So, but at the same time, it's like, what else do we do? We're not sure. So here's how I handled it. I don't know this is the best strategy. I just know that it is it is working for us because the I think one of the things that's important with social media is have that consistent brand um, content that's out there, right? That consistency in content because if you put a couple things out, those couple things might be amazing, and then no one's going to hear about you because you're not going to do content. The algorithms aren't going to they're going to think that you went away and that you're not an engaging channel anymore, and you're not going to keep them on whatever the platform is, so they won't recommend your stuff, and nobody sees it. It sort of dies on the vine. And we were worried about that with YouTube. 
So what I did was I leveraged it. So I do the YouTube, you know, this thing we call Workshop Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we're doing these little videos and, and put them on the YouTube channel. But what I'm really doing is I'm recording workshops that we edit down and we put in the members area, right? We call them these student editions where they're edited down. So like the YouTube version, it's recorded in a way that has some pitches to it. Obviously, we make a tiny bit of money off the ads or whatever. It's not nothing to write home about. But it's like, you, you know, you've got the the... The, the, I, I believe that there should be an exchange in value. I think a lot of companies um, have really missed that. And the market just expects everything for free now. And there's the amount of entitlement in society is ridiculous. And it's like, there, there should be a value exchange. I have valuable information and you have value on your side. We should exchange that value. Even if that value is just attention, right? Or engagement or time, you know, that's, that's an important value exchange. And, and so on YouTube, you're, we're giving, we're delivering this content, this value in these workshops. And that's an exchange for time, maybe clicks. You have to see an ad or two, right? We're going to talk about the measurement marketing Academy and, and whatever else we, we do back on that. That we take that exact same recording. We edit out all that stuff. We do a little bit more of like the zoom effects and all the sort of stuff, what we call the student editions to make those workshops a lot more engaging. Those are the workshops that go in the members area for our members. Right. So in a, it is the exact same content delivered in two different ways. One, you're going to pay for it with time and attention. The other one for the edited versions. And again, that's a, a part of what the Academy has. So we have this section called on demand workshops. That's where that goes, you know, and, but we have the other sections like the courses and everything else. So members aren't paying just for the YouTube videos being edited that are paying for a substantial amount more, but it's a yes. And for us. So when I'm thinking about these workshops and I think about, God, I just want to give up on this whole YouTube thing or whatever, it's, that's not where we're doing it. We're doing it to feed the members area and to take care of our members. And that's where we get the benefit is the membership retention. Oh, and then by the way, yes, we have slowly over time and over the years grown the YouTube channel. We don't have a, as big of a following as, as Julian does over at Measure School, but we've got a decent following and, and a lot of those are coming over. Um, and then it's just figuring out what content that's going to land with the audience, maybe, you know, taking slightly different directions. And that's, that's where we currently are. Um, we definitely teach more strategic thinking. We still do some of the implementation stuff for sure. Like meaning, you know, here's how to think about what a conversion event should even be in GA4, uh, you know, a platform like Google Analytics 4 versus here's how to actually make this event a conversion event, like the tact, the strategy versus the tactical um, conversations. Yeah. We try to keep it more strategy because we, I think that's our sweet spot for understanding measurement, how to use these tools and how to think about these tools. And we're doing more of that on the YouTube channel. And again, at the same time, that feeds members area. And that's, that's what's been helping us to keep that consistency. Because I promise if I saw there and, and went into the channel and see the number of views for a video each day, it just gets, especially when you're starting out, it is just not a motivating factor. You're not like, oh, good. Two more people saw my video. It's like, again, especially when you're starting out, you have no audience. And I, th and I needed that. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for this other reason. And that's where the payoff is because that helped me keep me motivated to keep that consistency just as a strategy. So I guess as we, as we move into tactics, that's one tactic that I used to tackle the strategy of you got to stay consistent is, is getting my payoff and, and by, you know, leveraging that content. And there's obviously other ways to do that too, but I'm curious, like have the, the stuff that you're producing on social media, are you, is it leveraged content that you're like, you produce something and then it's just, Hey, we're slicing and dicing it for the different platforms and the way the platform needs to see it. Um, or, you know, is it the opposite? Hey, we're doing this for the platform the way it needs to see it. And then we're going to try to reuse it again someplace else. Yes. Yeah, it's a good question. So, it depends on the, on the brand again. So data driven, it's, it's very much summarizing a complex thing in our deeper library of courses and trainings and stuff like that into a more summary accessible 
entertaining type value. Like we might take something that's that's a transcript of a of a video that we did or a training we did, and then that turns into a LinkedIn post. There's there's definitely it's it's based on what we're doing behind the scenes, what we're doing in our paid products, but it's an abstraction that is meant for the free channels. Even YouTube, like we don't we're we're, we're YouTube the tra- it's really more of a search play in a traffic play and a subscriber play right now it's answering specific search questions so it's 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 um mainly just answering questions that people have about different products and stuff like that so it's the strategy that are ultimately taking things that we're solving in our paid programs and our one-on-one coachings and then summarizing it in a way that will draw new people in so like if we post on linkedin that we're hosting a webinar that audience, you know, we just hit 10,000 followers from my LinkedIn. They, they, a lot of them will register for the webinar that had never been on our mailing list. So it's, we look at it as like a channel supplement to email, which email has been king for us. Um, but I, I, when it looks at, when I look at profit pillars, I'm seeing a bigger opportunity. And the main difference between the two opportunities is that tactical learning doesn't necessarily lead itself super well to social media. People don't really go to social media to necessarily learn tactics or to learn systems. And, and they, they sort of, they only do it on a, on an on-demand way. If they have that problem, they want your problem content. If they don't have that problem, then they don't really necessarily watch it. So it's not like you have a built-in, like, I want to hear what this person's saying next. Like you can't have somebody on the edge of your seat talking about conversion tracking in GA4 because you should have solved it in the video. It's not like you need to do a 10 part series. Like that's, that's a discrete thing. And so that doesn't always lend itself super well to social media. However, things that spark new conversations, things that get people thinking, things that get people handing on the edge of their seat, hanging on the edge of their seat, that's definitely something that that would work. So it might be, you know, actually business unfiltered clips from this would do really well on social. If we could take the audio and put it there and get our thoughts on something, because people are having these problems and and it's different because it's solving problems they don't necessarily know what they have, right? So generally the most successful people on social media from a business, like promoting their business, it's, they have a business that's, that's health, wealth, and relationships, right? It's, it's, uh, it's fitness, it's food. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, wealth. It's like, look at my cars, look at my, my business advice. And it's, it's how to, you know, build better relationships. Those are the three main niches in info products. And those, you know, the, the, the most money niches that are out there and that works well. And then there's, like you said, there's entertainment, there's general purpose content, right? General entertainment and general purpose content, the, the monetization model just happens to be different than how we monetize our businesses currently. They monetize through, they're more of a publisher model. They, mo- they monetize through eyeballs. They monetize through um, advertising on top of that, or you know, even like influencer marketing where they're getting paid to do a sponsored post. They get paid through affiliate relationships. They get paid in a different way. And so that's probably why we don't mimic the influencers out there because there's not really much influence we can deliver when it comes to using software products, right? So I think that's that's definitely where the strategy is just, it's, it's so different depending on your business model. And so you want to actually, I, I always definitely think you should choose the, the, the channel that works with your business model. And that's why I would want to reverse engineer success, right? If you want your business, like the reason why we probably haven't tried to have the biggest YouTube channel is because our monetization is in the back end, not in the front end, right? So having subscribers and having monetization turned on won't help us get to our goals faster. It's too far away. 
versus doing a tweet storm about why you need to move to GA4 might have an immediate impact or why do you need to attend our webinar to learn why GA4 is necessary, right? That those types of things can get us a shorter term payback. And that's probably why we've chosen what we've chosen for that business because of the, the time to payback. Yeah, versus, that makes sense. Yeah. Versus what I'm doing for the other business. It's, it's basically, I can play it a lot more slowly and I can build an audience because eventually that influence that I build up can be to recommend my and other products. And, right. and it's more of a long-term branding play. And so I see a lot more of a path there and that's why I'm making those types of investments. So I'm going to make a huge investment in social for the other brand, because I think that the, the brand and the offer and the product and the business model support it a lot better than training on digital marketing and analytics. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and we have the same, that same concept where, where measurementmarketing.io has a lot of tactics. One, one thing I would, I would say, and I, and I'll get your opinion on it is the, the YouTube specifically, again, I, I don't know how much of a quote unquote social network it should be considered because, you know, I, but I think it is a social network and yet that is very tactical for us because people, I personally use it like that. Like when I'm trying to figure out something or I see a tool and I'm like, I want somebody to demonstrate this new plugin on WordPress. That's what I'm doing. I'm going there. I'm looking, I'm like, how does this thing work? And I'm, ta I'm looking for tactical, right? I'm looking for them to share their screens and show me how to do this thing so I can go do the thing or it's building a birdhouse, right? Or whatever the thing is that they're doing. Um, but it feels like YouTube is the exception to the tactical stuff. Cause to, but to your point, I would never do that on LinkedIn. I would never go search for that on Facebook. I would never search for that with Twitter. YouTube is it. It's going to be Google search and YouTube that I'm where I'm very problem and I'm looking for tactics. Yeah. Um, but those strategy conversations may not be there because I'm not looking for a new strategy because most people aren't doing that. They don't realize strategy is the problem. They think the tactics are the answer and that's what those are using. Um, so I, I wanted to sort of, you know, that's how we currently use it. And do, do you think YouTube is, is tactical or would you still say, no, it's not. Here's why. I think that YouTube is like two different worlds, man. It's like, there's, there's, so at one, there half, like, so the, there's two ways to get people to join your YouTube channel. One is through related videos and through discovery. The other one is through search. And, and I, I've been to presentations. I've seen people who are YouTube experts. I say, you're either one or the other, either you're a search YouTube channel or you're a discovery YouTube channel. Right? So like, like for example, when we're doing tactical stuff, we're actually using YouTube as an, as a way of doing a video version of a blog post. So we're using tactical as a video blog post. Um, Google favors it. It actually helps your blog work better too. If you can do them in tandem, yeah. so we use YouTube for data driven purely at that. Now, at first I tried to be more of like a YouTuber, like a discovery type of guy. And I didn't get the discovery because it, it wasn't like I didn't, I wasn't bingeable. Yeah, it's not compelling content. No one's like, oh my gosh, you got to hear what this guy said about GA4. It's amazing. It's like, eh, yeah. You know, Versus like you yeah. catch on to Mr. Beast or or, or right. a, a food challenge guy or Casey Neistat and you click and you want to watch every one of their videos. You can watch 25 hot ones, right? Because they are the discovery engine. They are the, the entertainment. And so I think that the reason why YouTube is both is because it's one of the few networks that's actually really good at both. It is a tactical search engine. It is Google, but for video. <laughs> and then it's also a social network in the sense of you might socially discover something. Um, and so it can house both. Most other networks can't do that. They're either, they're either sort of one or the other, or you have to get into like, there's no like, um, discovery you, uh, LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is more, yeah. more tactical, more slap or inspirational, but I guess that, that, that also comes down to your audience and followers. So that, that's a distinction I'd make. 
Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. I also wanted to sort of, when you mentioned email, I, I truly, truly, truly like email for me is, is social media. It's like the original social media. It's, you know, that's how I think about it. Well, I know it's more one-to-one. It's probably technically the original messenger, I guess, but, yeah. but it's like it, for me, that is my connection to the audience. So to your point, everything funnels into the email. Cause it, when you give an email, you're basically saying, I want to have a conversation with the brand, right? The person, yeah. the company, and there's a, there's a higher level of no like trust. Um, and there's a, and for me, there's a, because there's that deeper connection from that more than what a like or a follow would in, in, sort of, um, inherit, you know, that you would inherit from that. You're not they're not really wanting to, I mean, yeah, I get, I've followed some stuff too, but I'm just, I'm following them. I'm not going to get my email though. I don't really yeah. hear from them all the time. I just want to sort of keep it on my favorites. So I see their stuff when they do new things. And there's, there's that level of uh, commitment to the brand and engagement with the brand. And then email is a whole other level. So we do our best to get them an email because that is where we have our conversations. Yeah. Like truly where we're, where we're bringing everybody in, we pull everybody together, we're doing surveys where we're, we're showing them what the surveys are and we're, and we're bringing that group, but we are leading the group in through email as a media. So I, I do think about email as social media. I don't, I don't know that that's entirely what everybody else would say, but I, I look at it like that. I manage it as a group essentially, right. Where it's all yeah. one-to-one communication. Um, but they all can all get together, you know, as well. Um, so that's how, besides the, the winter circle communities, everything else we have for the members, you know, which is, I think a little social as well. Um, and th- th- I'm curious when you were, I, I love how you think about YouTube. That was, that was cool. Cause I'm for, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Like what you're doing with, Profit pillars is more conducive to the discovery stuff. Yeah. Same thing with us with the businessist.io um, brand, right? So it's like businessist.io can have those conversations because it's more how to think about things, right? And it's not here's how to here's how to uh, use QuickBooks, right? Because uh, that's not what, but that's also not what that company's training, you know, type yeah. of thing. Whereas GA four stuff with measurement market IO totally does that. Um, and I think you're it's it's nice to hear. That uh, how you think about it in terms of the separation. Hey, you're already being tactical with Measure Market IO. That's what it needs. Don't try to be. Let's get let's let's get you know your mom talking about GA4. It's never going to happen. So don't try to do that. It's going to be a waste of time. And yeah, because your business model wouldn't support it, right? Selling exactly. a membership, it's a, it's a longer, different sale. It needs more one to one. It needs the the equivalent of email. It needs it needs nurture in a different way. Um, you can't make, you know, and that's, that's why I'm so interested in, in the short form video for this particular brand. I never really got into it because I didn't have a brand that would support it. And so, yeah, a lot of it comes down to what will your business support? Again, this is, this is a, this is how I started off as like, you have to choose the channel based on your business model and based on your strategy as a business. Then you find out where, where somebody who does something similar to you, who's the most successful do you see plausibly that that story would work for you? And then do you want to make a commitment to a year plus where you're going to publish at the same cadence of them, make the investment and resources, make everything and and have it not really work or know that it's not going to make you money right away. But in year number two, you have an asset that is so much more valuable than something that you would do if you had just relied on paid ads or, or something else, right? So you're yeah. building up an asset. And it's, it's a hard challenge for people to make is because they don't think most businesses don't think of social media as an asset. They think of it as an expense, right? And it is an expense until it becomes an asset. And that's, that's actually a mentality thing. A lot of, a lot of business owners, they want immediate results yet 
their business was not built as immediate results. And it pisses me off, honestly. Like I get so mad at people who are like, hey, can you guarantee me a result? And I was like, can you guarantee me a result? Like what the, what are you thinking here? Like you, you, you've been in business for 15 years and you think that in like the next three months I can guarantee you a result with anything? What are you talking about? Like you're sort of forgetting exactly how you got here. The way that you got here is that at one point you weren't such a a-hole who thought that you would get guaranteed results and you could swing your money around. You, you actually cared about your service, your people, your, your everything, right? How if the only way that you're going to be successful in other channels is to do that same level of focus and insight for everything else you're doing, right? So if you want to be yeah. good at social media, then you need to think about what made your business successful in the first place, what made you passionate, what made this happen. And then you start to say, okay, well, what can I do that will make me have that passion. How can I get myself into startup mode again? Right. We, we, the previous episode was about buying your time back. One of the reasons why I'm buying my time back is so that I can then get excited about hunting mode again. Right. Like, yeah. you know, pulling things back because that's, that's what we, you know, I want to be a hunter again. The only way you can do that is if you say uh, the hunt is worth it. The hunt is worth the chase. Yeah. Not guaranteed I love- to work though. Hunting's yeah. not guaranteed to work folks. Yeah. Hunting's mostly failure. It's, it's, it's funny because it's like the 10% of us, we talked about this in that previous episode uh, around buying your time back with that idea of hunter versus farmer and that the hunters are roughly 10% of society and all of the activities that we are doing as hunting fails 90% of the time. So it's only like, you know, there's, there's very little success, but that's, that pays off for a hunter. That's what fuels us. It's going for that. If it worked all the time, we'd be lazy farmers, you know, <laughs> nothing against farmers, nothing against farmers. And I want to say that. So <laughs> I don't want to go farmer for the wrong reason. Everybody has their place. Uh, but I do think that's probably a hunter mentality where you're like, I, I can never do that. And yet the farmers are going, what are you doing? Wasting your time, effort and energy. You're so inefficient, right? So, so both sides, I could definitely play both sides there. Um, before we wrap this up from, from uh, final thoughts, are you, I'm really just interested in, in kind of a summary of like longer term as you look over, because I am personally seeing social media, um, and, and maybe it's a story where I'm making it up, but it feels like social media is starting to fracture, right? Facebook doesn't have the grip they used to have. Um, you know, the the LinkedIn was getting really popular and now starting to feel a little more like Facebook sometimes where you're seeing people's opinions on stuff and you're like, what? And and that's going to start to fracture. And, you know, every, and, and you're starting to see smaller, um, a, a flight to smaller, higher quality uh, groups, right? Maybe maybe uh, like Circle and and school and platforms like that where people can create these little groups and communities. And this is where people are now saying you got to build a community. But to me, that's just a small social media network, right? That's it's, it's another way of saying it's a different word for the same thing. It's just a, a more focused social media. Do you, do you look at that sort of trend? And when you think about social media, are you thinking like, no, it's just the big ones. That's it. And community is different, uh, even, you know, even though it's kind of similar, but you know, kind of like a, I guess the difference between a Facebook group and Facebook as a, as a court. Does that make sense? Like that question? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it, it yeah, I think so. So it's funny. I, I hate to go back to how I started this, but, but I, I definitely, I would say, does it make sense? Would a community, if, if I, if I implemented a community, went through that effort, or if I, if I went to a niche social network, would I be able, would it support my business model? Like is, is, can I, can I start with the end in mind and then say, would this work? 
So again, I'm getting reinterested in this stuff because it, I, I, I always ignored things that didn't fit my business model. And now that I have a different business and a different business model, in addition to it, I can start to rethink these things and say, hey, can I, is that feasible? Would that be plausible if I could do that? Are there people who are successful in that area? And there's no doubt there are. And actually there's people who are more successful than me who made this plunge sooner, right? So the yeah, one question sure. is, um, if I'm seeing there today, do I need to go through two years of eating crap, you know, in order to get to that point. That's, that's one challenge we all have. Well, I'm fortunate that we have a gigantic email list. We have people who are, we have diehard fans and I've already aged these accounts anyway. So, so the transition won't be as bad. Um, it's basically just start, make a commitment and then make it a habit. Um, and that is committing to like right now I'm, I'm committing to recording everything that I do on video that we can then chop into clips. So I'm, I'm making that commitment where I'm going to do more video. I'm going to have more raw video that we can then turn into social stuff. Um, as far as which channel and which algorithm you're chasing, I'm not sure about that part yet. I haven't really, I don't know if I can recommend the tactical part of it because that's going to change so much. But the idea yeah. is go where the people are. I have a big thing. I don't know about you, Mercer, but like the people who are going to be starting to make the buying decisions, they make buying decisions now off of um, TikTok and Instagram. That's where they go to make buying decisions. They don't read emails. They don't, they don't, they're not old school, right? So the new, the new wave of buying power, the new middle class will be people who make decisions off of their phone, off of TikTok and Instagram, probably, right? That's where I see it happening, where people, where the money is going to be spent from. There's overwhelming evidence that that's the case. Um, the old school people will still be like search um, all the things that you and I came up on. We are now get we're now an aging demographic, or we're getting right. to that point, right? And so I I'm sort of like looking at this is where the, I have to you know the next generation is all in one way. If I don't adjust to that generation, then I'm going to be in the old dying generation. And so I do see elements of that of like okay, well if I if I want to have another swing at this thing, either I can ride to retirement, and I could easily ride to retirement by not reinventing myself. But I want to give it one last go at reinventing. And so that's, that's a long answer to the question, but it's like, I, is it possible that could happen? And are those people there? I think that there's a, there's a case to be made that the business would be better and the business model is better if you go to where the next wave of people are going to be hanging out. Yeah, I love I love the idea. I'm actually writing it down as a topic too, just kind of like for the future of that, that process of reinventing yourself. We call it etch-a-sketching on our end. We're like, we got to edge a sketch this. Like you yeah. got to rebuild. You can't iterate anymore. You have to give up the legacy infrastructure yeah. thinking that's in your head or the different tools that you use. Cause now they're limiting you. How would you do it? If you had to do it today, knowing everything, like I always think about how I compete against myself. I happen to know every dark, deep secret about this company's vulnerability. And now how would I go at after it? And it's like, okay, let's, let's do that. Like yeah. let's beat the control, right? To use that old copywriting term. Um, so I think that definitely uh, helps about. But I, I appreciate that. I think you know there's there's a lot of cool things here. One other thing I'd, I'd like to um, move into just to get really quick final thoughts is Reddit. Have you? Because Reddit's a great social media too. Very problem oriented. Hugely popular. They haven't quite figured out their business model yet. Um, but it's a social network. I think a lot of people miss because it's just forums. They think about maybe like that, but it's huge. It's massive. I've gotten a ton of help with Reddit and I'm using that. Have you ever used that from a tactical perspective or strategic? I'm going to say zero. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a zero, a Reddit zero. So no, I, I don't have anything to say about it. I definitely think that it, it has been very good for the people who have embraced it. 
but it's it's almost like this this it's like like when I was like going to you know trying to ask a girl to go to prom in high school I I was on the outside looking in so unfortunately I don't have much to say to it have you been able to be successful just, there? just as a user getting in there and, and seeing the content that's there but I've been thinking about it like wow you know if you could kind of like a face getting started with the old Facebook groups jump in a group help people out hey jump into Reddit help people yeah. out I think eventually you can get your own little subreddit going or something like that. Um, depending what happens, cause they are obviously going through changes as well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, depending when you listen to this podcast, you, you'll know what we're talking about. Just it Google almost, it. Google what happened to Reddit in June of yeah. 2023. I, mean, I, I think this, the paradigm that we talked about with discovery versus, um, versus search, I think Reddit's I I'm, I'm a, more of a search head, more of a tactical yeah. person. Reddit's yeah. more of a discovery. You need to be there for a long time and then you can help discover things and promote it. It's just, it's, it's a really slow play and it never really fit with any of the business models that I had. So I just never really, I, I just, it just didn't work for me. It just didn't work with my agenda. And that's yeah. why I never really got into it. And that, I think that's fair. You can like, it's actually more empowering to everybody to say no to social or to certain social channels than to say yes. And so I would consider saying no more often and then saying yes to the ones that you think you should go all in to match what your objectives are. Yeah, that makes it that makes a ton of sense. It's just, you know, trying it out, picking a strategy. And like you said, I think committing to the year is a really good um, final thought uh, as well on that. So hopefully at this point, dear listener, you've got uh, a couple or two things, uh, two to three things about kind of social media, how to, how to think about your strategies. I know I for sure, I got a whole note of, of this, uh, some different things that we're going to take out, especially looking at the, you know, I like the YouTube idea of like just focusing one on one side or the other. So take something, whether it's a strategy or tactic, and honestly, talk to somebody else about it. It. teach this stuff to somebody else. I'm a big believer in what you teach is when you really learn something. So just talking about it to a colleague, a peer, a friend, uh, something you've heard on this podcast helps you to understand it more. It helps to make it, instead of something you've been exposed to, it's something you start to build skills with. And that's how you can make this podcast even more useful. So thanks again for sharing the podcast. And thanks again for talking about it. And thanks again, ultimately, for listening to Business Unfiltered. We'll see you on the next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered, always unapologetically honest.